after Pentecost. We are in the sixth weekend of our summer sermon series called The Tree of Life. If you remember, we finished up the Old Testament last weekend when we focused on Daniel and the lion's den. Today, we kind of move into the New Testament. We start looking at the life of Jesus Christ, uh, specifically today at his baptism by John in the Jordan River. For our friends worshiping online or, or listening on the radio, a reminder to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and you can find the bulletin there for this service under the resources tab so you can follow along. And there's also options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. And our radio broadcast is sponsored today by Arnie and Jerry Rankin as they celebrate 68 years of marriage this week. Just a few announcements to share before we begin worship today. If you come to church via I-270 going eastbound and you get off at 367 going north, uh, starting this upcoming Monday night, you will no longer be able to do that. That exit will be closed for some time while a flyover ramp will be built. Uh, there's a detour, I'm sure, that will be marked, but you may feel more comfortable just coming to church via some side roads if you don't want to mess with that detour. So just a warning, starting Monday, just be aware of the road closures and perhaps some new routes to come to church. Eric and, and Linda Funky and their children, Michael and Julia, recently took a mission trip back to Tanzania, as you might remember, after serving there as missionaries for seven years. The Funkies are here this morning and would like to greet you and just share a few words with you today. Buona Yesu Asifiwe. All right. One person remembers from the first service. So. But, oh, yeah. Here, I'll take it with this. There we go. Um, so, Buena Yesu Asifiwe is Swahili for the Lord Jesus be praised, and the refrain is Amen. So, let's try it. Buena Yesu Asifiwe. Amen. Well, my name is Eric Funky. I'm Linda Funky. I'll pick you up. I'm Julia Funky. <laughs> I'm Michael Funky. <laughs> And we um, are so grateful to Chapel. You all sponsored our recent uh, return follow-up trip to Tanzania, and it was exactly um, what we had hoped it would be. It was a wonderful trip. We were there from, um, we traveled from June 18th to July 2nd. And while we were there, Eric was able to fix the server in the computer lab and update all the computers. Uh, I was able to train three more teachers in, to use the guidance and counseling curriculum that I previously wrote. And we just had a wonderful time reconnecting with the ministries that you all helped to start and with dear friends. Our kids loved connecting with their Tanzanian heritage and playing with their friends. Um, and it was just a wonderful trip. And it was amazing to see how God's work continues. Um, to this day and you all are still very much a part of that and we are so grateful for the support and the prayers the school that opened up uh, just before we left that you all helped to build classrooms and bathrooms and a laboratory for um, it started with eight students when we left and now has 109 students so god is definitely at work there. The school that we taught at um, is blossoming. The teachers have continued the good work, and they just opened up a children's home. Um, 
where 16 children who are either in, there for crisis housing or uh, long-term care are now attending school, and uh, the they a lot of some of them have albinism, so some of the ministry to people with albinism is continuing, and it was just such a joy to see how God is at work and how the partnerships continue. So. If you would like to uh, read more about our trip, um, there we did a copy of our most recent newsletter. You said it's out on the thing, so you can pick that up. There's more details there. We also have pictures and stories and captions available. Um, we have uh, we reopened our Facebook page. It was facebook.com/slash-a-funky-time-in-Tanzania. It is an open page, um, so anybody can see it, whether or not you have a Facebook account. Uh, but we have about 200 pictures from our two-week trip up there. You can fly through them or go slowly, however you want to do it. Read the captions and see all about that trip. So, so we just wanted to come here. Um, it's a quick trip this weekend. We're heading back tomorrow. But we wanted to say in person how much we appreciate you all sponsoring this trip. And for those who donated and prayed, um, God just really blessed us and the community through this trip. So, as I say in Swahili, Asante Sana. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Great to see you guys this weekend. Um, uh, like they said, there's a newsletter out at the Commons area at the Welcome Center, so go ahead and pick that up. That doesn't have 200 pictures on it, maybe 20, uh, but, uh, but uh, also on there, it'll give you uh, uh, ways that you can connect with the ministry there. Keep praying for the ministry in Tanzania and support it with your gifts and with your prayers. Um, you will notice in our worship today that we are moving back to utilizing the hymnals that are in the pew racks. So since, since uh, the start of COVID, we've been printing the verses of the hymns in the bulletins, but now we are moving back to our pre-pandemic custom of singing from the hymnal. So just so you are aware of that. Our elder for this weekend is Jerry Bowen. Jerry is standing right there. He's going to greet you at that back door as you leave today. Get to know Jerry is one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing that opening hymn together, Praise Be to Christ. That's number 538 in our hymn book. We stand to sing it together.
shares and yet for human nature bears who came as man to bleed and die and from his cross flows our peace who chose for us the path to trod In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed are they whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed, we have devised, desired in our hearts. We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done. And we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us according to your promises. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all our sins. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by His death on the cross and freed us from death by His resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. Thanks be to God.
Let us pray. Gracious Father, through the baptism of Jesus, you showed that you are God with us. Through our baptism into his death, you have connected us to his life. Help us to give witness to all that you have done for us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Is for this the seventh Sunday after Pentecost is from the 18th chapter of Genesis. Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sin is so grievous, that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you, will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Adam spoke again, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of righteous is five less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city because of five people? If I find forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him, what if only 40 are found? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only ten can be found there? He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We join in responsively reading Psalm 138. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have all things and your word. When I called, you answered me. You made me bold and stout-hearted. May all the kings of the earth praise you, O Lord when they hear the words of your mouth. May they sing of the ways of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord is great. Though the Lord is on high, he looks upon the lowly, but the proud he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand you save me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. 
Do not abandon the works of your hands. The epistle for this Sunday is from the second chapter of Colossians. Paul, writing from prison, says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted in, and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in boldly bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations and that was against us and that stood opposite, opposed to us. He took it away nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As Soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated.
mercy and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Here again that brief story of the baptism of Jesus as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. You know, it seems like the Lord has a thing about water. Throughout the scriptures, if you notice, a lot of events have divine action connected with water. You look back at scripture, you see it really all over the place. The, the great flood, the Red Sea crossing, the, the dividing of the, uh, the parting of the Jordan River, washing away of Naaman's leprosy, Jonah and the, and the great fish, the list goes on and on. The psalmist, when he speaks about the Lord's glory in Psalm 29, there's water imagery all over the place. He says, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over mighty waters. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. 
Now, it's certainly true in the Old Testament events. In fact, it was even true at the very first of those events, the beginning of creation. Remember how the Bible starts? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering where? Over the face of the waters. From the very beginning, from Genesis chapter 1, God's story is intimately connected with life-giving, cleansing, refreshing water. And then as his story moves from the Old Testament into the New, as we in our sermon series go from the Old Testament into the New, as God makes known to the world who exactly his son, Jesus Christ, is, we see it again. There God acts. There in that life-giving, cleansing, refreshing water. Water of the Jordan River. The Bible says that there's a man named John who was preaching out there in the desert and everybody was going out to see John. Uh, St. Mark in his gospel says that the whole Judean countryside and the whole city of Jerusalem went out to see and hear him. And John, he was... A little bit eccentric, you might say. You know, we usually talk about John uh, during the season of Advent. So we know John. And we know he was an, an extraordinary man. He, he, he was extraordinary in what he wore. He was extraordinary in what he ate. He was extraordinary, really, in his manners. But that's not why all the people came out to see him and came out to hear him. The reason they came out to John was that he talked about something that they recognized and he talked about something that bothered them. John was preaching about their situation. John was preaching about the situation in the world. And John was criticizing. John was moaning. John was crying. John was upset. And John spoke of doom. And John spoke of threatening collapse. And John spoke of catastrophe. Because John was speaking about God's judgment. But the people didn't come out to John only because of that. John added something that the people did not hear all that often. John said, there is hope. And John said, you can change. And John said, a Savior is going to be coming. And one day, Jesus comes to that Jordan River. His cousin John was baptizing people as they repented of their sins. And then, then Jesus steps into that line. He, he joins that line with all of those sinners. You got the adulterers and the liars and the haters and the proud and the gospers and the cheaters. Jesus joins them in that line. And as he gets to the front of the line, Jesus kneels down in the Jordan, in the water of that river. He bends down in lowliness. And John sees Jesus and he says, Oh, Jesus, I can't baptize you. If anything, you should be baptizing me. Get up off your knees, Jesus. Get up out of that river. John, he didn't understand. Not yet. He did not understand that the creator of men is now a man himself. The, the one who is stainless is standing beside us who are oh so stained. 
Our God, who is so far above us, is kneeling beside us, kneeling beside us with his open and loving arms stretching toward us to draw us to himself. And as Jesus is baptized in that Jordan River, he bends down and he stoops down and he kneels down. And he identifies with you and with me. And Jesus' baptism, it's not really like baptisms we're used to. We don't usually do our baptisms out in the river. Though we could, but we usually don't. We do them usually right here. And we're going to be doing a baptism here next weekend. And I'll tell you how it goes. A lot of you know this. You've seen baptisms here. The family will kind of gather around the, the, the font up here. We'll have the parents, of course, and the baby and, and godparents and maybe some other family members standing by. And there will be joy and excitement and delight as Lily Joy, what a wonderful name for a little one, as she receives God's good gifts there. And afterwards, I'm sure there's going to be a few pictures taken and some handshakes and maybe a nice gathering somewhere to have a meal together. It wasn't really like that for Jesus. But there is one way his baptism is very similar to the ones we are used to. There was great joyful delight He's coming out of that water. Jesus sees the heavens tear open and the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove. And then he hears the very words of his Father, full of joy, full of delight. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. It's God's salvation story just continuing to unfold. God proclaims the story as he comes once again working in that water. And God proclaims Jesus is the Son of God. And it's so clear. I mean, for the people in Jesus' day, it's right there standing in front of them. You can't miss it. You've got to either be blind or, or deaf or maybe even both to miss it. Unfortunately, spiritually speaking, Many of them were. The chief priests and the teachers of the law, they mistake Jesus for a troublemaker. The people confuse him with the prophet Elijah, among others. Even his disciples are kind of blind to the, to the full truth of what Jesus is and who Jesus is. In fact, I think it's kind of ironic that in the middle of this story, only the demons that he has come to destroy really recognize the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. Thing is, he just doesn't look like the Son of God, does he? Jesus does not look like who he really is. Why is that? Well, I think one of the reasons is because Jesus suffers. <laughs> and that does not seem right for God's own Son. Jesus is the suffering Son of God, and I think that's kind of a hard part of the salvation story to understand. At the, at the uh, time of Jesus, his disciples, they came very near to getting it. Jesus asked them one day, remember, he says, who do people say that I am? And then he, they said a few things that the crowd was saying. And then he says, who do you say I am? And Peter, as, you know, Peter is wont to do, he kind of speaks on, on behalf of all the disciples, kind of pushes himself forward. He says, we know who you are. You are the Christ, the Son of God. Correct. But then Jesus begins to tell them 
the whole story. That he will face suffering. That he will face rejection and ridicule. That he will even face death. And you remember what Peter did then. Peter puts his arm around Jesus and takes him aside and he starts to rebuke him. He didn't want that. See, Peter didn't understand the whole salvation story that Jesus is the suffering Son of God. And that's kind of a hard part of the story to understand. It still is. That's why at the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, as Jesus comes up out of that water, God so clearly says what we need to hear. This Jesus is my Son. He is the Son of God. When the most devout people of his day spat in Jesus' face, called him names, God wants us to remember that Jesus is the Son of God. When the soldiers drove spikes into his hands and into his feet, then taunted him to come down from the cross, God wants us to remember Jesus is the Son of God. When the dead body of the Christ is, is laid in a tomb, God wants us to remember, oh, Jesus is the Son of God. And when that Jesus rises from the dead on Easter morning, God wants us to remember, Jesus is the Son of God. And when Jesus says, because I live, you too will live, God wants us to remember, that's possible because Jesus is the Son of God. And when we are connected to Christ in our baptism, that water is poured over our heads, marking us as his child, his beloved son, his beloved daughter. God wants us to remember Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus, the Son of God, he goes into that water in the Jordan River. And in his baptism, he, he kind of makes this, this great exchange. You know, Jesus entered that water spotless. Sinless, pure. That's not how we go into baptism. We enter the water of baptism covered with sin. In that water, Jesus took our sin and our guilt on himself. So we come out of that water of baptism spotless and pure. Jesus comes out carrying our sin and he goes to the cross to die for it. We come out of baptism waters wearing Jesus' holiness, wearing his righteousness. We come out of those waters forgiven, restored, loved. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is Lord. He's your Lord, your Savior. He was born and he lived and he suffered and he died. And he rose for you. He's marked you as his own at your baptism. He says, you're a child of God. You're my child now. And you won't be the same again. Because you count. You count to me. And I love you. And no matter where we go, he goes with us. And no matter what we go through, he stands beside us. And no matter what we do, no matter how often we sin, He forgives us. And no matter how great or how many our sins, He still says, I love you. Come back to me. 
And no matter how often we forget about him, he still says, I have not forgotten about you, and I never will. The Lord has a thing about water, and that little splash, in that little sprinkling of that life-giving, cleansing, refreshing water, God acts. He, he will come to Lily Joy next weekend, washing her clean of all her sins. Came to me on January 17, 1971, forgiven my sins, making me his child. Came to my children, blessing them with life and love and salvation. And he has come to you through your baptism, through that life-giving, cleansing, refreshing water. God reaches down from heaven and he acts. The Lord has a thing about water. Maybe we should too. In fact, Martin Luther had some good advice about that. He said, whenever you wash your face, remember your baptism. It's not bad. And when the dirt of the day is washed away by that water, remember that Jesus, the very Son of God, has cleansed you. He has forgiven you. He has loved you. And he has made you his child through that life-giving, cleansing, refreshing water of baptism. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. You find that on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him, your beloved son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. We give thanks that he suffered and died for our sins. With joy we celebrate his resurrection from the dead and ascension into heaven. We are grateful for the work of your Holy Spirit in us that brought us to faith through the water and word of baptism. We know that you are faithful in your covenant with us. Keep us faithful as well. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers of God for your church. Bless the work of Matthew, our synodical president, Jameson, our district president, and other pastors and workers in the church. We also thank and praise you for those willing to serve you here in this place on the board of directors and board of elders and others who serve in positions of leadership. Strengthen them by your spirit and bless the work that they do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all the people of the world. Where there is war and conflict, grant peace. Where there is persecution and terrorism, grant comfort and hope. Where the gospel is being proclaimed, remove hindrances and obstacles. Where there is famine and shortage of the necessities of life, grant your provision and move your people to share with generosity the blessings that you have given to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers of God for all who are in need. Grant healing according to your goodwill to those who are ill or stricken with infirmity. And today we especially remember Doris Boyd and Jay Jett. We also pray for others in need of your healing touch during this time of silent prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in any danger. Hold your hand of protection over those who serve in the armed forces of our nation. Keep them safe by your grace. Protect all who serve us in law enforcement, in firefighting, those who respond to medical emergencies, and all others who put their lives in danger to protect us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who have seen signs of your grace and your favor, including Arnie and Jerry Rankin as they celebrate 68 years of marriage this upcoming week. Continue to bless them and others who celebrate your special gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. You are worthy, O Lord, of all honor and glory, praise and adoration. But especially do we praise your goodness for giving to us your own Son to be our Savior and Redeemer and the messenger of your saving will. Having known the mystery of his coming by the voice of your word, we join with prophets, apostles, evangelists, all the saints in heaven, and with angels and archangels to laud your glory and to join to sing with one voice, now and forever.
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. Almighty God, merciful Father, in holy baptism you declared us to be your children and gathered us into your one holy church. And would you daily and richly forgive us our sins and grant us new life through your spirit. Be in our midst, enliven our faith, and graciously receive our prayers for the sake of him who died that we might live and who lives ever to plead for us before your throne of grace through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Amen. We remain standing as we sing together our recessional hymn, hymn number 825, Rise, Shine, You People. Thank you.